This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to ACME Studio One. My name is James Nolan. I'm a film programmer here, and one of my many duties here is looking after the Fashion on Film program. And it is a great pleasure for me to welcome you here today and also to uh, share some other fashion uh, tidbits with you in our special uh, presentation, Enigmatic Genius, Yoji Yamamoto Unpicked. Um, it gives me an enormous pleasure tonight to welcome our extraordinary panel <laughs> this evening. Would you please join me in welcoming T. Lam, <laughs> Octavius La Rosa, or Otto, welcome. Yahavron, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the legend Joseph Sauber on the end there, thank you. <laughs> the incredible Dr. Jean Sherman. And on my left, Sebastian Supel. <laughs> right, let's get started. <laughs> Firstly, I would like to um, uh, find out from our panellists um, their connection to Yoji Yamamoto. Everyone here has a different story, and, um, and it's, I hopefully, I think you'll find quite fascinating. Um, who would like to start? Maybe Joe. Would you like to start our journey? <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, we, um, my wife and I first travelled to Japan in about 73, 74, <laughs> and uh, we came across a uh, building in Oyama called, uh, called uh, Bell Common. And in that building was a, uh, you know, typical Japan little stores within a, you know, building. And uh, and uh, yeah, my my wife was was tiny, yeah, and uh, we found uh, in that in the the building we found wise and mm-hmm. comme de garçon, mm-hmm. not knowing a lot about it because we didn't go to Japan for business, we're uh, mm. in business, but didn't go just for. Uh, you know, because we like Japan, like the culture. Um, but she, uh, she just liked to uh, buy a few pieces because she was tiny and could fit into Japanese <laughs> one size only. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one size only for the Japanese at that time. Uh, so eventually we must have found out um, because we... Uh, opened uh, an import shop in uh, in Turak Road, South Yarra, and we had you know different you know, you know English and and uh, so on uh, labels, but um, um, you know we we're starting to travel and buy at the you know in Paris at the collections, so uh, in and I believe it was 1981 after going to, to the movie, but um, we you know, had learned that Yoshi was, you know, was showing uh, his first collection. So we went up into this building in Paris and 
is a tiny little collection, <laughs> but uh, and put to, you know maybe put two and two together, maybe before that, <laughs> but we uh, that was our first spy of uh, of uh, Yoji Yamamoto because you know he produced Wise that was. His first production was Wise, mm. wasn't Yoji, mm -hmm. but Yoji Yamamoto was his export. Uh, so yeah. we bought from that first collection, mm. which was a few mm. knitted pieces, a few shirts, mm. and you know, it was you know, probably about 20, 30 pieces. But um, it sold. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, but we'd had experience with, yeah, with Japanese because we also, um, we also bought Isimiyaki, and uh, and uh, yeah, so that was our first mm. anyway, first sort of buy from Yoshi Yamamoto. Great, great, which was quite something yeah. because we appreciated the, you know, the design and you know mm. the design elements that you know he brought. Which was unlike what, you know, mm. what were other things we were yeah, buying yeah. in Europe. Mm. That it was, you know, had a Japanese aesthetic too. Yeah, Gene, I understand you have been a long-term buyer of Yoshi yes. Yamamoto. Um, I stumbled yeah. upon it accidentally yeah. as well in Tokyo. Yeah, um, over ten, maybe uh, fifteen years ago. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I'm from Sydney, and so at the time in Sydney, there wasn't, I'd never seen anything like this before. Mm. Like, I went to the flagship mm. store, and there wasn't, it wasn't like anything I'd seen or tried on or felt before. Mm. And for an Asian woman, mm. it fit me and it suited me. And it, it was probably the first time I didn't feel body conscious or right. mm. costumey. Or yeah. it, it's probably, Along with Comme des Garçons. And it's hard to talk about Yoji without mm. mentioning Comme des Garçons. Yeah. And yeah, I just, it was discovering something new that was really important and special. And mm. little did I know it had a very big impact in my life. Because <laughs> a few years later, I was, I was doing the buying and I had a shop and I was spending more than I ever thought possible on clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this sense of discovery. Was that the same? Oh, it, it was a revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can spend thousands on a single dress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully someone would buy it, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you also? Was it, was it a sense of discovery that drew, drew you so young? Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, originally I just doing my research in magazines and yep. online. And then I went for a trip to Japan and I saw the clothes for the first time yep. in person and mm. I was hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's been a crazy spree of collecting yep. ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking of collecting, Jean, you are probably one of Australia's foremost collectors. If is that the right word of, well, of Yoshi? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm older than everybody here. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, actually, I, I started in '85, 
uh, I was also, it was a revelation, I was in Double Bay in Sydney, yeah. and there was a little shop called Rhonda Parry. <coughs> she was never there. There was always a sign on the door saying, back in five minutes. <laughs> and I was terribly, terribly busy with teaching in those days. I was teaching at Sydney University oh, yeah. in the French department, and I had two small children. And my husband, who's here, was always uh, in America uh, you know, he was away every eight weeks for th three weeks. So I, I just had no time at all. And I was in uh, this little Double Bay Transvaal Avenue, some of you might know it, and there was this store and I saw this leather jacket in the window with one uh, sleeve non-existent, absent. <laughs> and I thought, that's odd. Uh, does she know that the white sleeve's <laughs> fallen off? <laughs> and I went, and finally, she, it was, you know, back in five minutes, but finally she did come back. Mostly she was back in 25 minutes. Uh, but she did come back, and I managed to get into the shop, and that wasn't Yoji, it was Isimiyaki, oh, that was 85. Yeah. I bought the jacket, <clears throat> And uh, I had start, and then the following year I started my gallery in '86, and in '87 I went on my first trip to Japan, specifically with two artists uh, that I was representing and working with. Uh, one was Akio Makigawa, that many of you will know. Uh, he's was died very sadly from pancreatic cancer. Mm far too young, mm. most divine man. And the other was uh, Hossein Valamanesh, who uh, is alive mm. and well mm. and living in Adelaide, an Iranian who came mm. to uh, Australia as an actor in 1976 wow. and became an artist and mm. stayed married an Australian uh, potter <coughs> mm. called Angela. Anyway, these two artists were invited to the Museum of Saitama on the outskirts of Tokyo, a kind of regional gallery, maybe a bit like Heidi, but not as pretty. Mm. And they, um, I decided I'd go to Japan with them. Uh, and I did. And when I was in Japan, I said to people, they were sort of art world people, but it was not central Tokyo, uh, do you know of a, a designer called uh, Isimiyaki? And they said, yes, we do. Most of the art world people, some didn't, but quite a few of them did. I said, how do I find these things? And so they, I mean, is there a shop or how do I go about it? And through the, and so they guided me and through that uh, 87 trip, I've been to Japan now, I'm going on Thursday, mm. 53 times, oh my, my 53rd <laughs> visit. I'm not going to buy, like Joe, <laughs> for a store. I go, uh, this time I'm going to see a fabric designer called, um, the brand is Mina Perhonen, but um, Akira Minagawa is his name. Anyway, that's another story, but come back to Yoji. Um, out of that trip, I got to know all three of them, and I put together um, a, a, um, a collection uh, with, a, with a difference, and perhaps I shouldn't take up a lot of time here, yeah, but we'll my back. collection yeah. is a mobile collection, mm. a 
unlike Otto's, who's explained to me how many pieces he has, and mine is deliberately on the move right. all the yeah. time, mm. going towards the museum. Yeah. So the Yoji for me came together with Miyaki mm -hmm. and yes. Kom. It was one yeah. little triumvirate, yeah. really. I think, mm. yeah, as T said, you can't almost yeah. talk about mm. Yoji without mentioning <laughs> either Kom or Issei, I guess. Yeah. They're part yeah. of this unique group of designers. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yahav, how did how, how, where did you discover well, Yoji? Um, <laughs> I I think I was probably in year seven, and <laughs> I uh, embarked on what I called city days. Um, so I'd get on the tram and and go to uh, Crown Casino because that was where you know Versace, Gucci, Prada, etc. were, and I'd go and look at things and try things on and so on. And then I. Then made it to Collins Street and uh, to Cosé Panima, which was my, you know, I guess first in-person introduction to the Japanese. Um, and I was just like taken. I thought, you know, the, the, the hang and just the black was really <laughs> attractive and alluring. And so it was a very kind of uh, tactile, but I didn't, obviously couldn't, make, some people can, but I couldn't buy anything at that point. But it was very lucky um, that they had their big, big sale in 2001, <laughs> I think it was, and I kind of stocked up on a few uh, Yoshi pants. I'm wearing these from then, so I guess they're probably from, like, 98, because they were obviously on sale then. But um, <laughs> they are one of the longest-lasting uh, pieces in my wardrobe, and I, wear, like, I bring them out every winter without fail, in boots or wide or whatever. Um, and... You know, then, of course, I'm a very theoretical... Uh, like, I like to get as much information about the topic that I'm looking at. So, if you remember, before Star.com, there was FirstView.com on the internet, and you could look at 300 photos of a collection, all the details, all of that, and I would just save them in folders on the computer. <laughs> I, you know, just... Yeah, it's, it's been quite a, like a journey with, with Yoji and, of course, um, the other Japanese and the Belgians because, of course, aesthetically, they're, they're very... They follow each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're quite a precocious young person, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, would, um, I would just try on a you know, $15,000 outfit <laughs> and then say, excuse me, I'll just think about it over lunch and then walk out because I didn't have $15,000 to spend. So, and if I did, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I see you coming each week. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it was seasonal. It was seasonal. So, but what was really good was that I, because I was, it was quite cute because, you know, I was young, I was young, I was like all attentive and wanting to learn from them and so <laughs> yeah. on. Um, I was quite lucky and I would ask for the catalogue or the lookbook mm. and so I've built up quite a, mm. a, a lot, I think is quite a, a large collection of really interesting fashion mm. print mm. material. I didn't bring any today because the last time I brought some to a talk, <laughs> one disappeared. Ooh. So that person ruined it for everyone else. But, you know, I have some of the beautiful um, Max Verducal uh, catalogues for wise and one of them's like on a ring binder and it's all circles and it's oh, this cute wow. little... Um, old Japanese man in a big coat. He's got this big smile. It's like early street 
photography, if you will. So if you want to see them, you have to come to my salon. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, you discovered, I think, these designers, including Oji, quite young as well, didn't you? Yeah, Did relatively you? young. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm 26 now. Uh, oh, I think so I old. Have, yeah, <laughs> I discovered probably when I was about 17, I was studying visual communication and design yeah. in year 12. And mm-hmm. part of that, you have to develop a folio. So I chose to go against the grain and do fashion. So obviously no one could teach me that, being in a graphic design oriented sort of thing. So I was introduced by the second wave movement, which was uh, Jun Takahashi and Takahiro Miyashita from Number 9. So they they were the very first in the Japanese movement. But um, I understood that there was obviously a a previous Mm. situation, which was Issei, Kom, and Yoji. So um, I discovered Yoji through a mentor of mine who lives in Korea. And um, I guess... The, you know, I, I started to see a little bit from the 2007-2008 collection, which was quite amazing, but it wasn't until 2009 until I saw the Four Winter collection and I saw this specific jumper in, in, the, um, in the runway and I discovered the editorial from ID magazine. I obviously collected a lot of magazines through being at uni and um, it was a Pretty Young Things issue from 2009, ID magazine. There was an editorial, which I've got on the slide here, and um, obviously, Yoji was quite difficult to obtain. I mean, there was Left, which was a store, obviously, in Melbourne mm, that mm, stocked mm. Yoji, but I don't think anybody else at the time stocked mm. the current mm. season yeah, stuff. Yeah, 2000, yeah. there was a bit of a lull. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, obtaining these pieces was quite difficult, but I was very eager to get my hands on, on this specific piece, and um, mm. I, I eventually did, mm. so I yeah. was quite quite happy the beginning of a beautiful thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what is coming out from um, this discussion is how important retailers are in educating um, us customers uh, general public even if you're not in a position to buy um, that you sort of they they they, uh, they were before the internet I guess uh, important um, uh, conduit between the designer and the and the shopper and people, even if they're are not in a position to acquire the pieces, to acquire the knowledge about those pieces. Um, Joe, did you did you struggle when you were stocking these in the early eighties? Did people understand the clothing, or were they, did you have to explain the complexities? Because they aren't simple clothing, are they? There is, a, which we'll see a few pieces shortly of how um, challenging, I guess, that could be to to wear. <laughs> Well, initially, when we start to buy from the Japanese, it was very challenging. Right. I mean, yeah. getting, you know, uh, uh, you know, Turak Road people. You know, they used to go buy some of the stores and, uh, you know, quizzically uh, look in and. You know, and uh, sort of some would come in and some wouldn't. <laughs> but um, fortunately, uh, the world mm. found the Japanese. Right. Yeah. And they yeah. found mm. Yoji, they found Issy, and mm. they found Comme de Garçon. Yeah. And we were there. And yeah. it was quite a revelation, mm. you know, to our business. Um, you know... Uh, we had some seasons where uh, it was just incredible. I mean, uh, mm. you know, sell-out seasons. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, and uh, it was... 
And it happened here as well. Mm. And, yeah. you know, talking about the art community and the architectural mm. community, yes. we had mm. those, mm. you know. Mm. Was, yeah. I mean, they're the, you know, they're, they were the market area, mm. and then there were the others yeah. <laughs> that followed on from yeah. those yeah. people. But, I mean, there was a, a recognition of Japanese fashion. Right. And yeah. it happened worldwide, mm. yeah. so... Yeah, talk yeah. about good timing, which a lot of fashion is, isn't it? Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. was yeah. fell in our lap. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. A happy accident. Yeah, yeah. Happy accident. <laughs> also, you're really the vanguard of the new sort of the new retailing of these incredible pieces. How how are you how are you finding communicating with these curious customers about how to wear? certain yeah. pieces well yeah, I guess yeah. the beauty of the brands is that they've got mm. so many different levels mm. so there's like an entry level product right. yeah. which entices you into mm -hmm. the brand yep. and then <laughs> you know it's only once you're, you're in that you find out about yeah. all these other amazing artworks that, that yeah. have been created in the past and right. Yeah. So it, I mean, that's the. Yeah. That's what it was like for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it, yeah, in the store, I like to sell more the kind of everyday pieces. Uh huh. But yeah. then in my collection, I've got all the. I guess the the key pieces from right. collections in the past. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's a bit like your story, Jean, with the one-armed Issei jacket. You, you were obviously curious enough to to not be put off by no, what you thought it was a production fault. Yeah. Somebody's doing something different. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. in my case, though, uh, Otto and I were talking, and I, I, it's so interesting to, you know, uh, compare the two of us so far apart in age and in experience. Mm. Uh, and in what we're doing, I uh, decided very early on, I, I like these works, I like Japan, mm. uh, like Joe, I wanted to go and mm. I felt mm. so comfortable in the culture mm. that some of my Japanese mm. friends who believe in, um, or you know, think about the transmigration of the soul, say that I must have been Japanese in mm. another life. <laughs> yeah, I just felt immediately comfortable there at so many different levels. Yeah. But um, I decided, uh, so I just bought the clothes like I, mm. like I would buy any mm. other clothes right. to wear. <laughs> and at a point, I met a woman called Jill Stitt in London, right. uh, who comes from a very, very wealthy British family and who had a major, major fashion collection which she donated to the v &A. This is years and years and years ago. And uh, she said to me, uh, Jean, we were talking about fashion and I told her that I'd found these Japanese and she said, oh, you know, I haven't been interested in that part of fashion I've collected and she went through the more obvious European designers. Yeah. Um, Chanel and Balenciaga and, you know, mm. not vintage. She had bought uh, things her mother had had, might have been mm. passed down, but she was a mm. very active fashion mm. collector. And she had rooms and rooms <laughs> in a specially bought house right. just for her fashion collection, <laughs> and then it went all to the museum. Right. She said to me, don't mm. just buy these clothes. Mm. Think of them as a collection. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, mm. um, yeah, uh, we were always art collectors, 
run and I, mm. but I hadn't really thought of collecting. I was just mm. thinking of enjoying yeah. wearing mm. the clothes. Exactly. Yeah. And so she set me on a different path. And I, uh, but because I was so busy with young children and the gallery and Brian away such a lot, I had to be very practical about everything in my life, and I'm very mm. disciplined. So I decided, mm. and I stuck to this since mm. 80, the late 80s, mm. 35 pieces in my wearing wardrobe, oh. uh, winter, summer, night, and day, <laughs> no, uh, no dresses, only uh, bottoms, like yeah. pants or skirts, mm. Uh, T-shirts I don't count, this kind of thing. <laughs> well, this happens to be a, a Y, but I'm, I'm not counting it. So Fair 35, enough. and I don't count shoes either. But, um, but I never add a hanger at all. Oh, yeah. And when I acquire something, and I travel to Japan a lot, as I yeah. said, yeah. I retire something. Right. And the million-dollar question, everybody asks me yeah. the same question. You uh, uh, have asked me, and I, everybody asks me this. But how do you decide what to mm. retire? It takes me under five seconds. Oh. Yeah. I just look. I've only got 35 things. Yeah. So I just look. Uh, they're all in one spot. Yeah. Haven't worn that much right. out. Yeah. And mm. it doesn't have to be mm. the equivalent. So I could take mm. out a jacket if I bought a skirt, you yeah. know. Right. And so uh, when, and then the next question is where do the things go? And the good pieces, the sort of... The pieces you were talking about, Otto, not yeah. the, the key pieces. The, the, key, the key yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. go to the muse to the powerhouse museum, mm. and mm. I would guess that I've got about a hundred and maybe twenty, a hundred and thirty mm. pieces right. there that I've yeah. donated over mm. time, and uh, I've got a friend who's the same sort of height and shape as me <laughs> who can't afford the clothes, right. so she gets yep. her pick. Lucky and friends. then the third yeah. is there's a shop called Di Nuovo just near Brian's office. Literally right there, ah. uh, and they on sale. Ah, right, That's you're one of those people, so right? Everything goes round. <laughs> no waste. <laughs> Tea with you with the store that you had in um, Gertrude Street, and then for a little while in, in Smith Street. Uh, did you? How did you find people uh, receive the, the each collection as you acquired it and put it on the shelf or tried to put it on the shelf? Because I guess some things don't always look great on the shelf, do That's they? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of left had been there for over ten years, oh, really? so we yeah. had a really mm. loyal clientele base mm. that that yeah, knew they what they were back. getting. Yeah. But uh, mm. one of the biggest challenges is to get people to try mm. things on because. Like we were saying, yeah. there's so little hanger appeal, but yeah. Yeah. also it's costly. Like a, yeah. it's it's difficult for most people to justify five hundred dollars for a singlet. Right. <laughs> but uh, once they try it on, and I think once most people try yeah. on something Yoji, mm. it's obvious that it's not mm. like other things, and mm. the cut and the fabric is perfect, and mm. that's that's. Yeah. Where the money is. And wow. Yeah. It's where the value is, and that's right. I yeah, think, and yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, there are other things that are going to look like it. Mm. You're probably not going to find something that's going to feel like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's really clothing for the wearer. Yes, yeah. It's I not think. to make a... Well, it's to make a statement, but not a certain other statement, I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, it's yeah. Well, there are things mm. in it that you don't realise till you put on. Like, there are, there are gaps in weird places. There are pockets <laughs> in strange places. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, don't, you don't know that. Until, Until you, you put, put it on. on. That's yeah, right, yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the subtleties yeah. in the yeah. cut of something very mm -hmm. similar, yeah. of something very yeah. simple is... Yeah, 
it's it's brilliant. It's isn't it? very yeah. it's very special. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have when you've got your clients, you know, you're dressing your clients. Yes. Do you, how how easy is it to you know steer them in a particular direction yeah <laughs> well so i run a designer resale salon which is private and by appointment only so the experience is quite different where it is um you can't just kind of oh discover it in a way mm. you have to know that you're coming yeah. to mm. the to the place mm. and having said that it's a really the, the creation of it it's it's a safe it's such it's not a great actually term anymore but it's a safe space as it were <laughs> um, but in terms of that I mean that it's uh, I make my visitors feel very very welcome and mm -hmm. comfortable and it's a it's a social visit mm -hmm. um, where we are surrounded by incredibly beautiful clothes mm -hmm. that I source from friends in Europe and the States so I have a policy which is you touch you try <laughs> and the underside of the policy is that you must touch everything. <laughs> and, and the reason for that is because that's how you make the discovery of mm. what, mm. especially like the Japanese and the Belgians who don't like, I mean, I think they have great hanger appeal because they just look like a kvetcher fabric sometimes. Like, What's it going to do when you put it on? Um, but you get that, that, that doesn't kind of um, uh, happen where, you know, there's no kind of, what am I trying to say? <laughs> you touch, you try. You have to try it on because that's where you you yeah. understand and what the pieces do. Right. Mm. And yeah. and it's mm. that trying mm. on and, and connecting with mm. the garment in a physical way that you remember that these are the kinds of clothes that are mm. the best clothes in the world because mm. of the attention and thought mm. that's gone into the design process and the fabric and and the way that that sleeve makes you f hold yourself in this mm. way rather than if you had something from you know a, a perhaps a a different market level uh mm. label that maybe doesn't have the luxury of being able to yeah. afford the the best cashmere mm. rather than the mix mm. and so yeah it's it's this kind of dressing up process which i think is quite good f for yoji yamamoto because mm. you know he like that's what he was all about just people women and men just dressing up mm. and swathing themselves in his beautiful things and just being different and being and owning that difference knowing that they look like not like everyone else mm. on the street and I'm going yeah that's what I want yeah yeah and it's great I don't know yes, if that yeah. answered the question I think it does yeah yeah <laughs> Sylvester, I think you're in a very unique position because you had an interesting little pop-up sale just recently where you, um, I guess, presented some of your own personal collection, is that correct, yeah. to an unsuspecting, perhaps, uh, Collingwood <laughs> audience? Yeah, <laughs> interesting How bunch. did you go? Yeah. We, we did very well. Yeah, right. um, I mean, we did have uh, a bunch of other Japanese designers from the first and second wave, so... Right. Yoji's one of those things. It's quite a mature kind of audience. Okay. Um, the pieces are quite cinematic, and I feel in fashion right now we're going through a movement of streetwear. Yeah. A lot of the pieces right. which have the apparent branding of Com or, or Yoji, we've just had a yeah. release of pieces with 2016, 2017, or 17 yeah. and 18. Right. And they tend to be the best sellers, so uh -huh. we have quite a younger mm. sort of mm. audience, and they tend to be more interested in a, in a more of a colourful kind of palette as right. opposed to a very dark kind of okay. view. So, yeah. But Yoji, <laughs> I've been selling online for many years. Um, I would say people from places like London and New York and 
you know, it might even be from Berlin and Singapore, mm. they tend to be more yeah. interested in the whole Yolgic right. sort of okay. side of things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I wonder, Travis, if we could cue the um, video from the Spring Summer 99 mm. collection, maybe just the last sort of five minutes of it or something. Let's, let's watch this. I don't know if many of you have seen this particular runway show. It's a little bit of a favorite of I feel of many of the people on the panel is that, is that, is that the right one too the, yeah that's I think so. the wedding dress one let's yes. see if that's yeah well sorry Travis to, yeah we're good yeah anyway just to give you a sense of one of his runway collections there's once you start delving through his um, history you certainly see he doesn't um, parade his clothing in a, a very traditional runway <laughs> situation it's really Nearly everything that he does is 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 different to the standard fashion system in a way, um, and not with this one. I think with the other um, uh, footage we have, which we will show in a hopefully in a few minutes, um, um, you really get a sense of how the enthu the enthusiasm of the uh, buyers and people in the audience respond to the collection because it's. You don't certainly. I don't. I haven't been to any runway shows in in Japan or in Europe, but um, but I can I can't imagine they would be very vocal. Have you have you have any I've of you attended been. any of the runway shows? Uh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. I've been yeah. to yeah. a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, runway shows are quite something. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, this was before the time of uh, the celebs and yeah. all that mm. that make up runway shows today. It was, you know, runway shows with actual people that bought the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fashion press were there. Mm. And, and people that were involved in, mm -hmm. in yeah. fashion as such. So it was quite something to, you know, to be in amongst, uh, mm. you know, amongst those, because, you know, uh, you know, you know that he shows in Paris, yes. uh, not in yeah. Tokyo. Sorry, yes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but, you know, they were, you know, they were, you know, sort of really interesting. Uh, it was a great period in mm. my, uh, in my <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> and T, what was the what was it like for you uh, going to his, his shows? I, yeah, I think it's probably yeah. changed a lot recently in that yeah. there's a lot of bloggers now, and there are mm. a lot of people mm. that turn up and get really dressed up that aren't mm. invited, that don't mm. actually go into the show. Mm. And this is at all mm. runway shows now. Yeah. There are a whole yeah. this enormous group of people with extremely aggressive photographers um, that are there to be photographed and to be seen, but they actually don't go to the shows. Mm. The shows, <laughs> the shows are really. It's it's not unlike going to a rock concert. There's a lot of <laughs> with really really beautifully dressed people. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's there's a lot of anticipation, and as a buyer, you're generally just sitting there hoping that it's mm. something mm. you can sell. Right, yeah. But mm. there, it's, it mm. hasn't changed in that there is still mm. mostly buyers and press. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of celebrity, like a, mm. a little bit, but mm. not a lot. Mm. And, and something they're doing now as well is, um, I don't, maybe not so much at the women's, but at the men's shows, they have, they have the models hanging around out yeah. the front of the oh, show, okay. before the show, yeah. mm. 
pretending they're normal people smoking cigarettes and <laughs> drinking beer and <laughs> dressed beautifully in head-to-toe yoji, mm. but they're there just to be photographed. At the, right. They're actually mm. the models. How interesting. Yeah, yeah and you don't yeah. know they're the models mm. until mm-hmm. you go yeah. in and go, yeah. oh, yeah. I spotted that guy outside. <laughs> <laughs> I should have also mentioned that if you do have any questions, please feel free to ask. We're you know very open for Can forum. I make yes, a yeah, point yeah, about yes. museum shows as opposed to oh, runway yes. shows? Yeah, go ahead. Because yeah. um, I I was in Europe um, now in July, and I went to the Balenciaga show at nice. uh, the V&A, V&A yeah. and mm. also the Dior show in mm. Par- nice. in at yeah. the. Uh, Musée yeah. des Arts Décoratifs in Paris, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see the one in Melbourne tomorrow. <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> museums all through the world now, uh, contemporary art museums mm. particularly, mm. have become, you know, sites of social interaction. They've become mm-hmm. architectural mm-hmm. sites, yes. sites as in S-I-T-E-S, mm. and sites <laughs> of... Um, of, uh, of a kind of um, display, self-display, the way you were saying, mm. uh, where Instagramming is the thing. You know, people are barely looking at the things they're so mm. busy photographing. <laughs> um, but uh, you, I have never experienced anything quite like that Dior show in Paris. I don't know what the opening was like. Yeah, yeah I deliberately didn't come yeah. because I'd had quite enough in Paris. <laughs> I went to the preview day, uh, which was supposed to be the fewer people yes. day. Yeah. It was so. It it was a health hazard in mm, there. Yeah. There were so many people. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hot. Yeah. Uh, Paris had a very hot yeah, it summer, a, very and hot time, it, uh, yeah. the yeah. outside temperatures were forty yeah. plus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there was air conditioning. Yeah. It's the part of the Louvre Museum. Yes. Many of you yeah. will know it, yeah. but it was packed to the point yeah. that if you wanted to move forward, and this is the preview, not the opening. Yeah. You wanted to move forward or back or sideways in any direction, it was impossible. You were living, were you? Well, you were were locked into whatever position you found yourself in at the beginning. (laughs) There was no way you could get through. And I was with my granddaughter uh, and my daughter. Uh, The little one uh, was uh, 12. And, I mean, she started feeling quite hysterical, yeah, you yeah, know. It, it was as yeah. though, when, how, yeah. uh, when are we, will we ever get out of here? <laughs> so I think it, it's become the celebrity uh, status and perhaps the Instagram, perhaps the idea of socialising <coughs> or maybe just revealing uh, to friends far and wide via your Facebook and so on has become so such a, an addiction for people. Mm. Yeah. that it's taking away from that yeah. contemplation which yeah. you need, mm. uh, yeah. t- which you need to be in a museum in order to see a show. Mm. The Balenciaga show I thought was dreadful mm. and it wasn't <laughs> as full <laughs> and des- didn't deserve to be as full, but it was much easier to be in. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah um, It's interesting you say that. Now, I, it, this is a second-hand story because I didn't go, but... Um, in, I think it was 2005, uh, there was a series of three exhibitions um, featuring Yoshi Yamamoto's clothes. Oh, there was yes. one in mm-hmm. Florence, mm-hmm. one in Paris, yes. and one in Antwerp. Yeah. And um, the Florence exhibition was a, quite a, tra- I guess, traditional, where it was, you know, the clothes were art and they were displayed amongst mm. art. 
and you know objet d'art and so on, and it was much more distant. And the Paris exhibition, the Paris leg of the exhibition, um, was focused on kind of the workroom of Yoji Yamamoto. So they kind of yeah. had the, the scenography looking like mm. the workroom mm. that you see in the film that yes. we saw yes. last week. Mm. And you might see it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then the third uh, iteration was called Dream Shop. And that was the one that they did in Antwerp, oh, yes. which I think mm. might have coincided with the opening of the Yoji shop at the um, Modo Museum um, building, mm. which was amazing. And I actually worked at the fash at the Moe Museum in 2009 when the Yoshi Shop was still there and then it actually closed a few months later. Mm. But what was really interesting about the third, the Antwerp exhibition was that it was, um, it, they had the same pieces, like the big, mm. the hat, like the, the big white hat held on four poles yes. with the big white dress from 1998. Um, but there were also 20 pieces that uh, visitors to the exhibition were encouraged to try on, like there were little oh, signs wow. that said, try me on, in a museum. It was the first, it was the first thing, the yeah. first one that ever did that. And it was to kind of remind people that there's this weird, you know, ambig ambiguity between um, fashion and art and that fashion is practical and you know mm. spe especially Yoji Yamamoto's mm. fashion it's a, like it's a, a shell it surrounds you you can go and fight the world um, and between an object that <laughs> has been plucked from that and now can only be touched with cotton gloves and you know is in air temperature controlled um, vaults and so on so I didn't mean, I, like, I kind of brought it back to Yoji because it um, made sense. Yeah, there was, that's strange. really, that's not even contemplative, it's like practical. But it's yeah. absolutely against all muse museology. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. completely. I'll, yeah. I'll show yeah. you the little catalogue. <laughs> actually, there might be a picture of something no. further well, actually, down the back. Actually, Travis, if we bring up uh, image 65 and I can click through from there, um, you're going to get a sense of. Not the wearability, I wouldn't say, um, but the transformative qualities of Yoji's work. So, ah, so that's the bride. That's the bride. Yeah. The bride collection. So it was a collection of just bridal. Was it one? Oh, it was celebrating wedding. Like wedding, it? right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. there's a series of zips yeah, you know, um, along the, the skirt, and as you see, the model is uh, unzipping the skirt there. And then, oh, yeah, if I jumped, I've jumped, <laughs> maybe I've jumped, oh. but anyway, she quickly reveals. <laughs> no, that's, that's because that's what style or Vogue Runway gives you now. I think like, it's, there's a cup. The so thing. what Not happens yet. anyway, there's various segments of her yeah. skirt which reveal a hat, a sort of a bouquet, um, a shawl a that glove. she takes oh, over, yeah. gloves, yeah. and... Um, it was, yeah, I, I mean, I, I give credit to the models that have to yeah. wear these clothes. And she was helped yeah, by assistants. Yeah. In the That's video right, you yes. see it, and you people are cheering yeah. and crying. That's it's right. amazing. Yes. It's really yeah, emotional. Yeah, it's really extraordinary, yeah. And then the next is the, the, kind of the black bride. The black one. Right? And there we yeah. go, yes. Yeah. So this, yeah. are we, okay, we, we've got the slides of this, so we, we probably don't need to show the footage. So this is, is this color, no, who is this? Shalom Hello. Shalom Hello wearing this incredible, you know, like, Great, she can go and get married right now. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then, 
if I click, she drops that and reveals this sort of spotty number. And then she goes again, hopefully, and that's off. And there's another one. And, and then she and, teases you. And then and she, she tells the audience about it a little sort of like, oh, and then I'm going to, I don't have we got another slide? Maybe not. Let's have a look. No, no we don't. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> but, uh, actually, that's, that's the Antwerp shop. That's so the, that's, oh, that's the Antwerp. Okay, well, we well, can have a look at that. But, um, but she, te- yeah. she goes to the audience and she's about to reveal yet another layer and then she has a little smile on her face and walks off. And, it's, <laughs> and the crowd is cheering and it's the finale of this particular runway show and yeah. it's really, it's great. It's on YouTube, you can watch it. And I, we've, we screened a documentary a couple of years ago. Um, it's called, it was called Fashion Pack and we looked at the 80s, the 90s mm-hmm. and the noughties and in the 90s edition, they show this footage and it is really, it's, it's, it's something to behold actually. It's really... It really, you know, if you're not a fan already, it sort of makes you a fan, I think. I think it's now time to look at some clothes, don't you think? Yeah, mm. yeah, oh. yeah. Also, do you want to start off the, the show and tell yeah. a little bit? With some of your... <laughs> yeah, I think because you've got quite a few amazing pieces, so oh, <laughs> they're all amazing, sorry, they're all amazing, but... Um... <laughs> we might have to ask for some models as well. I, with, I'm happy for people to try my things on, but I can't speak for anyone else. A yellow, snuggy <laughs> So this was worn backstage for the collection. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's 85. 85. Um, yeah. My first year. Yeah. I saw it in the shop and I said, is that a Yoshi onesie? And I was really yeah. automatically embarrassed. By <laughs> <him>. <laughs> of course he would never make a onesie. But anyway. <laughs> Look at that! Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of more drawn well, to the colourful Yoji. What a, what a surprise! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's '96 winter. Oh. Yeah, it's reversible. It is reversible, right? Yeah. Yeah. And something going on the back that you can do something. Ah, uh, yeah, it's yes. like a pouch. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Carry your wallet and everything, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dry bee coat. Yeah. That's the '94 winter. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like all the '90s collections. Oh really? They're, yeah. yeah. They're my okay. Favorites. Yeah. I think there's something. Yeah. I love in the color as well. Yeah. I love this because it's not what you think. No. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. It's very yeah. unexpected. Yeah. It's yeah. really. It's reversible. Fashion should, should always be surprising, I think, and you know, people should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. This After is bankruptcy. This is very much come back now. Yeah. This is '92 winter. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, what, 15 years or something? No more than 17 years. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. very much street culture. Yeah. 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 Like Nike trainers with the. Right. Clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get going. Yeah. All right, sure. <laughs> this is another one. Yeah, it's 96 
winter. This is probably more what you'd expect from Yoji. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, again, reversible. They're all reversible, right? Hey? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, lined in rayon, which is my favorite color. Right. My favorite fabric. Yes. <laughs> and then we've got like bleached uh, spots. Right. Yeah. Are they bleached? They're bleached, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This is men's. Yeah. But nowadays they both. No, are no often. borders. No I've rules. just bought a, a men's. Uh, oh a yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wear Absolutely. In London. I mean, yeah. Yoji especially is known for showing women in suits. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oversized blazers. And, and many collections you showed men. In, in, yeah, women in, in men's wear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is 2001 summer. Uh, yeah, it's got these big curved sleeves. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is and such fun, isn't it? It's an unusual panel discussion. Yeah. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the reason why I think this is really an opportunity for us, because we show films, but films are only one dimension. Fashion is about touching and looking, and it's three-dimensional. And, um, and I think this is a good opportunity to meet these two areas, you know, join these two areas. So shall we keep going? Because we might as well. Yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a flight jacket. Go, Yoji, go. <laughs> yeah, it's very tongue-in-cheek. That's a, yeah, a famous collection, 91 Winter. 91, yeah. It was 6.1 The Men. Right. Uh, and he showed with... Uh, with Cal 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 yeah. Right. Oh, this is the one they combined. Yeah. The show. Right, okay. Yeah. Yoji yeah. totally outshined. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm more a comp fan, but yeah, right. that one. Oh, ah, yeah. okay, yeah. right. <laughs> This is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. tape measure. Yes, yes. And then yeah. Yoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case Just you in weren't case. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 95. But I think what is really interesting, you see uh, Jeremy Scott doing a lot of similar things for Moschino at the moment. Maybe not as nicely as this, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really need to feel the Yes, yeah, yeah, you do. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, do you show the padded... Address and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really amazing. Yeah. This one I think is just yeah. That's really fabulous. Two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> but the incredible when you come up close and you'll have to come up close and have a look at this afterwards. The uh, lining of the jacket, I mean, is amazing. It's all beautifully, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, right. Gosh, yeah, yeah. And then I think maybe that didn't go so well. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh gosh, okay. Oh, that's right. He has Yoji, like every fashion house, seems to go through several. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what you probably think more of Yoji, yeah. I guess. Yeah. There's a missing sleeve. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Couture, yes, yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Couture. Yeah. 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 Did he? Did he? Well, he, well, he, did. he did. He did. He showed during Couture Week, but it was well, the ready-to-wear collection. Yeah. It was ready-to-wear. Yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. taking yeah. it to. I think he worked level. for Balmain. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Oh. I yeah. see. He and did. I think yeah. he worked on yeah. Couture. But did he? He didn't. He didn't keep it up. No. 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 I mean, there was that well, the two collections. 96967 yeah, both of these are 97. Yeah, I was gonna say. Right, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> Jean wants a photo, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. This is a men's dress. Right, okay. So there was, yeah. 94 summer. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, and beautiful round sleeves. Ah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Just when you think Rick Owens has cornered the market <laughs> on, you know. <laughs> 20 years before. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. These two are from, uh, this is 83 summer, so these are... Right. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible work, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Thank you, Otto, that is amazing. <laughs> Of course, being a fashion house, he has accessories. Do you want to, Sebastian? Do you want to go through some of your choice selection? I think, I think it's lovely to see this sort of. Um, come on. Uh, the display here is the 2004 spring summer. Um, I guess it, what it looks like is Y3. It's actually between Yoji and Adidas, a collaboration. Yeah. So. Um, I guess it's like a, a modern iteration of a, a geisha shoe. So I have uh, three versions of these, but I guess these are the most extreme. Um, probably quite difficult to walk in as well. I think my, my partner, who is also part of Aoyama Archive, um, wore these to a festival one time, and I'm surprised she didn't get airlifted out because of like rolled ankles or whatever. So not very easy to, to walk in. Um, these took me five years to find, but uh, they're arguably Yoji's rarest sunglasses from the 1980s. So, and these are also dead stock from the 1980s. So, they're quite. Um, Did you carry these sorts of things, yeah, Joe, as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're quite neo Tokyo, I guess, is my sort of take on it. So, better to look up front. In person. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was shoes. I didn't think of it. Yeah. Maybe you can acquire some of those for your collection. <laughs> Maybe come for, yeah, to the, yeah. There's this piece, yeah. it's got like really Sorry. long wide kimono sleeves. Oh. 2015. Um, it's almost like Dries van Orten had, an, had a take in it because he's obviously obsessed with Paisley. So, but uh, yeah, it can be worn several ways and it's got like snap buttons. So it's quite an intense piece. Um, and obviously, Yoji's obsessed with cutting, so this is a prominent example of that. He likes making a conventional jacket and then just obviously bringing the scissors into the equation, so, yeah. Um, 
fan of a straight edge, I don't think you'd go <laughs> for a Yoji. I mean, this is, uh, this is a prominent yeah. example of what Yoji probably makes on a, on a season-to-season basis is the classical Hakama pan. So, yeah. Yeah. This is, I guess, something he's all about uniform, wearing your day-to-day kind of piece. So this is probably one of the, the main pieces that you'd probably want if you were to ever start collecting Yoji. So it's just a multiple kind of wrap sort of sequence. Um, so there's another in your 35 pieces, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, yes. Yes, um, yes. And, uh, yeah, and the skirt that I'm wearing in that, uh, I don't know, Oh, yeah, shall uh, we bring up the flits? It's one of those hooped skirts ah, yes. that I wanted to wear, but I, you can't sit in a plane oh. seat. Or <laughs> 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 the Opera House. So it's just a classical bomber. It's from 2002 Spring Summer. It's a female collection. Um, but under the arms, you can see how he's obviously gone crazy with the scissors. And obviously, but obviously the seams are obviously all closed off, so... But that's a prominent example of Yoji. He obviously likes to make a conventional piece and obviously accentuate it with something like a drooping sort of sleeve or, you know, pleating and then obviously under the arm. So I guess it's good for uh, summer considering your armpits can get a little bit sweaty sometimes. (laughs) Perfect for the Australian summer, I'd say. But anyway. (laughs) Oh, yes, this is amazing. Yes, yeah. So these are a pair of pants, and they've got obviously. Um, Come forward, we oh, yeah, can't sorry, see yeah, here. So there's, it's, it's, it's multiple fabrics. So there's this this area of the pants, and it's got this embroidery here, which which you can see is obviously a lot of work involved in it. But it's also reversible. Um, You can obviously take the tags off, so... Right, uh, okay. So they turn oh. into a, a velvet, a velvet iteration. see there. Mm. Oh. So I quite love these. These are a more recent sort of piece, so yeah. since Yoji went bankrupt. It's so. <laughs> but it's still the true Yoji, I guess. Yeah. He obviously oh. loves velvet. So that's all I could fit in the tote bag. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sebastian. That's great. Cheers. (laughs) Who wants to be next? (laughs) Joe, have you got... Marita, we've got Maria. (laughs) Assistant. (laughs) Marita's got the Yoshi skirt. Oh, yes. Sorry. So it's quite timeless, and it's a viscose silk. Come forward a bit. Yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> Thanks. It's just no, a viscose silk with eyelets, and that was the matching jacket, which I'm sure would have been in the store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you could thread it through the yeah. holes, or you could, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. 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 Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been in Burke Street, wouldn't it? Oh, that yes. So, yeah. beyond 84. Oh. <laughs> yeah. first wife who, I don't know, were they in store or did she buy them pre? No. No, the, these were in store. Oh, so, okay. So and was this was about the last collection that we bought. Are you very surprised? Um, a typical 
layering piece right. and you know another little apron <laughs> piece and someone was talking about the pockets and yeah there is a little hidden pocket in this oh yes it's in the back seat yeah, mm. yeah and you don't mm. actually realise <laughs> there's a pocket there so again some amazing colour too yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And that's all, all we've got thank there. you no that's yeah yeah Gosh, there's, thank you very much, Joe. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and thanks, Rita. <laughs> T, would you like to dazzle us with some. <laughs> Brace yourselves, yeah. I'll start with this one. Yeah, good place to start. Come, come through. Oh, come, okay. come forward, sorry. Series you, you did men's where you oh, did really? shirts, yeah. white poplin shirts, mm. and they had uh, had yeah. that print, you know, the my part print on. Yes, I've seen photos of these sort of bold prints bold on men's print. shirts. Yeah. yeah, just one print yeah. that sort of made a statement, which, obviously. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. would have been, you know, eighty-five. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah, I reckon it's 93. Yeah, 90. mm. So, uh, Yoji actually works with a lot of straight lines, and I think that's starting with the kimono concept and that. Mm. So, kimonos being all straight lines, and this is a really good example. It's like unfolded. Oh. 
Mm. These are straight lines also. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, he he does a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I don't know if you saw the quote. I think we had it when he um, when we when we opened the doors that that you know, she's an animal with clothes. And I think <laughs> there's sort of you know he's constantly sort of investigating. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of artists have to challenge their own That's taste. Right. Yes. Yeah. And. You know, in order to grow, I suppose you have to. I brought this one because it's in the documentary. Well, the collection is in the documentary. Oh. <laughs> See, it just doesn't. You need a velvet hanger. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Mm. It's it's actually really quite spectacular on the body. Mm. <laughs> ah, every, but it all, all of his clothes have to be because it's, you know. Yeah. Seven, I think. Oh no. Two thousand five. By pleading, you might as well be inspired by Madame Grey, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I wasn't really going to show this. I just, I was wearing it. <laughs> yes. It's a men's coat, and the hood's detachable. The, the sleeves you can open, and if you look closely at the zip, you can see that the quality of the zip is incredible. You can see that it's a mummy in a coffin. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I had this in the store when we did menswear. It was very hard Left. to sell. Yeah. Left. Yeah. Yeah. Strapping in pieces are difficult to sell. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. now. Thank you, T. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> half, I think we're, we're down to you. Yes. <laughs> Go, your half. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe bring them out to. Yeah, I'll bring. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do every day. <laughs> so I actually brought some Yoji and some of my own work, which I feel you can agree or disagree, kind of have a similar language of my own design. But this is a. So let's start. I don't know what season it's from. I'm thinking it's probably about 2010 or so, but in my mind, like it's like a horizontal scene in case that is attached to an interest. And it's really like one of those shells or you know, hugging things that you just put it on the face of the world. And if you want to, you can really like completely close yourself off by doing it up This garment has been pigment dyed, printed, uh, dry cleaned with mild solvent to minimum 
minimize extending time do not tumble dry. Uh, use a pre press block and item on the wrong side. Uh, printed parts of this garment may peel off the friction and the passage of time. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It should be used. So, somebody, So, this is a, an interesting one from 2011. It's got a beautifully luminous uh -huh. mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of a like one of that those pieces that he homages the classic idea of femininity, which is sort of kind of um, no, it's like it's a, a, a constant argument that mm -hmm. he has with yeah. the clothes. So yeah. are they all asymmetrical and rough and raw edge of masculine or unisex, whatever, or are they something like and there is a little bit of a um, subversion because the padding in here, in the bust, it's slightly off kilter. So it's like it's a slight augmentation of the of the bust, which is quite interesting to see. On. And again, and then this is kind of the the opposite of that. It's just like a cute little denim. Workman's Japanese kind of workman's Luzon jacket. Mm -hmm. This is it fits quite high up on the waist, so you do get a real big kind of. <laughs> I think this is probably like more early nineties or something like that. Um, if anyone knows how to read the Yoshi codes, that would be very helpful. Then you know exactly <laughs> what's in Because <laughs> 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 clearly this wasn't on a runway because it's you know it's yeah. just a, it's an everyday kind mm. of piece. That's not to say that any of those can be worn every day. And then this is a, a men's skirt, which mm. is really the buttons can be done like pretty much all the way up to the top. So right. you can show a bit of leg or not. <laughs> and this is my partner's skirt, and he looks really amazing. Very amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the same with this, which again keeps in with the kind of Japanese quilting yeah. and so on. And you can wear it reversed. And I think I actually bought a jacket from you, um, <laughs> which has uh, like a polyester organza lining, uh, which is really fun to wear inside out because it's yeah. you know it kind of looks like it's delicate, but it's, it's here I am doing my doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Now we become a bit more military. And we know yeah. uh, have a great love of uniforms, and of course. Mm. Perhaps a dislike for the military because of what, with his father dying in World War II. And that's about that. So then I wanted to show, you know, this is kind of my take. Would you be able to model this? Ah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it's just a cape up under the arms. <laughs> tells me what it kind of wants to be. And <coughs> this is a beautiful, <laughs> thick 
Mm. Very nice. Good model as well. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> just we're running out of time. Okay, so yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Yahav. That was brilliant. Cheers. Yes. I'll leave it on. Yeah, I'll leave it on for the minute. Do we have any questions? <laughs> We're just about to wrap it up, but if we do, we have any questions from the audience? You know, we've got an incredible panel here tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. I'm wearing my yoji. Oh yes. Sorry. Gosh, no, I didn't. I left you out. My goodness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Sorry, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very new piece that I bought. I had to take my um going to put it on. I had to take my <laughs> <laughs> But what I like about it, it is so um light. I understand these clothes more from an intellectual point of view mm. than on from a material point mm. of view. Yeah. And I've got all sorts of adjectives and stories and written uh, kind of descriptions of them uh, rather than knowing the dates and so on. Yes. But this is so, uh, so um, recent that it's, uh, I don't know, does anyone know the actual collection? I bought it right now, mm. like this year. <laughs> and it's got like a drape at the back and a waistcoat here and then I don't know how to describe this, but it's sort of got home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, it's, it's all Jersey. Yeah. You know, you couldn't... You, you could live in that. Yeah, 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 it's that's right, yeah. 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 Someone repelled your jacket, actually. Thanks, Jean. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, and exhausting. Sorry. Movement <laughs> on this panel. That's right. Sorry. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interactive. That's what I. <laughs> I think it's been, I've been, I feel like I've learned a lot tonight. Uh, would you please thank all our panellists? <laughs> also, please thank the wonderful Travis upstairs for making everything work. Pamela. And also thanks to Roger Leong at the Museum of Arts and Applied Science. He, he put me in contact with Eugene. Oh, so thank you very nice. much. Thank you all for coming. Come and have a quick look at the clothes. And, and hopefully we'll see you next time. You have been listening to an Acme podcast. 
For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com slash acmeonline or the Acme website.